Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, March 7th. As Russia's invasion of Ukraine enters its 12th day, President Joe Biden finds himself in a politically tight spot over energy and gas prices as pressure mounts for the U.S. to do more. The pain at the pump here in the U.S. is getting worse. We are seeing that gas prices are now on track to perhaps hit their highest price ever in recorded history of U.S. gas prices. The average price of gas in the United States topped $4 a gallon over the weekend. That's the highest it's been since 2008. So gas prices today are at an average of about $4.07. That's according to AAA, and that's up $0.06 from just yesterday, Sunday. So up $0.06 in a day. Now, the highest that has ever been recorded for the average of U.S. gas prices is $4.11 a gallon. That happened back in July of 2008. So obviously, we're quite close to that high water mark, and it's something that we could easily surpass in the not-too-distant future. There are now 21 states, plus the District of Columbia, where the price is $4 or greater. The national average has soared $0.52 a gallon, or a 15% uptick since the first day that Russia invaded Ukraine. So that sort of sets the scene of why I say that Joe Biden's in a political tight spot, because there's nothing voters feel more acutely than pain at the pump like this. I mean, it is just pouring out more money uh, from their pockets every time they're going to fill up their tank. And so the Biden administration, the president himself, is eager not to exacerbate the problem. And yet one of the sort of key sticks, if you will, that hang out there for the Biden administration to use is stopping the import of Russian oil into the United States. Or perhaps, as has been discussed, and certainly President Zelensky in Ukraine and other allies of the Ukrainian resistance right now are eager to see not just the United States, but NATO countries, European countries, the West come together and form sanctions that would hit Russia hard in the energy sector because it's the one place that's sort of been walled off from these tough economic sanctions that have been put in place. That is a lot less likely because that could really roil oil markets around the globe. Yes, here in the United States, Russian oil made up less than 2% of U.S. imports in December. So yeah, the United States might actually decide to sort of do something on its own and no longer accept any Russian imports, but that's not going to have a huge economic impact here in the United States. It's also not likely to force any kind of change in behavior of Vladimir Putin in Russia right now. But when you look at other countries, especially in Europe, like Germany, you see countries that are nearly wholly reliant on Russian oil. And in fact, the leaders of Germany and Hungary made clear today they have no interest in revisiting this notion of imposing global sanctions on Russian oil exports. That is still something they want walled off right now from this global effort to bring this war to a close. But as I mentioned, the United States may act on its own here. Secretary of State Tony Blinken made clear that there are conversations going on about putting in place a possible ban on Russian oil imports here in the United States. As we've discussed on this podcast previously, 
you see bipartisan support for this. I mean, from Nancy Pelosi, the liberal speaker of the House on the Democratic side, to conservative Republican senators like Marco Rubio or Ben Sass, who are supportive of this as well. So it seems clear Joe Biden may feel political pressure to act here, but his administration is clearly indicating conversations are active and this may be where we end up. And even banning the little bit of oil that comes into the U.S. that is sold by Russia makes the question more to the forefront for the Biden administration, which is where are you going to go to get some more oil, to get some more energy into the country? And it doesn't provide a whole host of pleasant options for the Biden administration. Places like Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Iran, these are all places that the Biden administration may need to consider figuring a way to bring in oil to help alleviate the need here at home and globally on Russian oil. But those are not necessarily great actors when it comes to human rights abuses. Joe Biden called the leader of Saudi Arabia, Prince Mohammed bin Salman, a pariah when he was running for office. This is all because of the investigation into the murder of the Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. That can become a tricky geopolitical situation for Joe Biden as well. So no easy answers here. Obviously, a lot of Republicans on Capitol Hill are using this moment to call on Joe Biden to increase domestic production, something that the White House is quite adamant in pushing back on that they note they have increased domestic production and they think it's sort of a false argument from the Republicans to say that they haven't. In addition to the energy piece of this, obviously, President Zelensky of Ukraine is still asking for more assistance, military assistance from the United States, more weapons, more planes. And now we are learning from a U.S. official that the U.S. and other NATO members have so far sent Ukraine 17,000 anti-tank missiles and 2,000 Stinger anti-aircraft missiles. And of course, it's not just military assistance uh, that Ukraine needs. There is clear monetary assistance that is needed. The humanitarian crisis is only growing worse by the day, the refugee crisis. So there is an emergency funding bill that is up on Capitol Hill, some $10 billion of it to be earmarked to help Ukraine directly. Some $22.5 billion of it is to be geared towards pandemic response. That's gotten a little bit of criticism from some Republicans on Capitol Hill who would like to keep this focused on Ukraine. But the one thing that this moment may help alleviate is this spending deadline that is upcoming, a potential government showdown. Right now, the government has been funded through March 11th. That's this Friday. So something has got to pass to fund the government beyond Friday to avoid a shutdown. And given that this emergency funding could be attached to larger funding of the U.S. government, it may help ease the concern about a possible shutdown because of the urgent immediate need that everyone agrees on, which is to get Ukraine more assistance. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep Next Level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. 
Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.